Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Uh, rating, rating and reviewing is fantastic. Sharing is the number one goal. Uh, it's a gift that keeps on giving. It is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it exponentially grows. And it does. say that, and that's BS, but it actually it does exponentially grow. But a lot more chatter on Twitter lately, back and forth between us and people listening. Probably part of that is because the season's getting a yeah. little bit closer. Yeah, people are getting ramped up. Another milestone this week. Another milestone this week. No, for this me. Week. Like another, we're getting closer Oh, okay. To Let's uh, hear it. Sta- uh, tickets arrived in the inbox. Today. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Already printed them out, forwarded it on. So yeah. guess what I did? Yeah. I bought season tickets to Illinois football this year. And you live how far away from Champaign, Illinois? Well, to drive it is about 10 hours, probably. It's that long? Yeah. Oof. It's about 10 hours. Maybe a little, maybe yeah, between 9 and 10. That's a, that's a poke. But do you know how many I plan on going to? One. None. Really? I'm just going to donate them. Good. There's this, like, this, this group of guys that gets together and tries to give tickets to people that have never gone to games before, so I just bought four season tickets. You're going to make it to one game, I bet. Uh, we'll see how the season goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, no matter what, it, it's a it's a story. Whatever that whatever happens that game, that's that's a part of the. Story. We'll see. Okay. All right. All right so uh, we are on a two team pod this week. We are going to be doing the uh, winners of each division. The yeah. Northwestern the Wildcats, Cats, and the Ohio State Buckeyes from the East. But first up, we got some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Well, I think you're sleeping. Housekeeping. Yeah, little HK here. Matt Hayes. You ever heard of this guy? Yeah. Matt Hayes from Bleacher Report. I don't even want to give out his Twitter handle. Fine. Handle. But uh, on Twitter, he tweets, Five years ago, the SEC Network arrived and changed college sports forever. Let's never forget the two visionaries who made it happen, Mike Slive and Chuck Gerber. He doesn't mention that the Big Ten Network preceded the SEC Network by seven years. And and he received a shitstorm of backlash. Oh, yeah. And, it was awesome. Um, um, one of the first, I mean, what brought it to light was was Dave Resnan and Yeah, Revson. Revson, yeah. He corrected him quickly. And I tweeted back to Dave like, Attack! Yeah, attack. because he was being way too Because I nice. think Dave, is, he just seems like, unless it's a complete amazing act, like he really is a nice No, dude. I think that's just who he is, Yeah, right? I think he just is a good guy, and he yeah. just didn't attack when all Big Ten fans wanted were, him like, to attack. riled yeah. up and hate the SEC, and that was it. That's kind of where it ended from his point of view. I looked I looked up Bleacher Report. It's based out of New York City, New York. Oh, really? When I think of the hotbed of uh, college sports, I mean, I think of New York City, obviously. Yeah, well, the downtown athletic club yeah. is located there. Yeah, that's about Not it. to be confused with the downstairs athletic club, of Which course. Which is way cooler. Yeah. Um, I would put uh, Bleacher Report up there with, like, stadium.com. I don't, you know, yeah. There are people that work there. Uh, occasionally, they make a splashy attempt, just like they did here, to try to get some headlines, but that's about it. Okay, so I remember Bleacher Report kind of peaking, like, Four to five years ago, I want to say. Like, we're, it's starting to become a thing. Yeah. And then it just kind of died off. Sure. So this is maybe their last-ditch attempt to get some sort of attention here. I think this is like uh, The Athletic just effectively 
another one of those websites they just stomped out. Oh, absolutely, because it's the ugly steps stepchild of the athletic comparatively. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of, really quick side note: Have you read the Mike Leach article on the I, athletic? I've got it earmarked, and I have not read it yet. I can't wait. I just haven't got the time yet. I know that's not uh, Big Ten specific. Oh, but or... he's relevant everywhere. I think <laughs> it's, it's it's just all his quarterbacks getting interviewed. Oh gosh. And the only thing they talk about is the crazy shit that he would say. Oh, I in can't meetings. wait. It's it's a comedy and script. And do. Like doesn't he yes. just go like they they just go off of football for like a half hour at a time. More right? than that. Okay. Like literally the you got to read it. I don't <laughs> okay. want to spoil it. It's fantastic. All right, well, let's move along. Yeah. 24/7 Sports is reporting quarterback Johnny Langan. Rutgers transfer from BC wins his appeal Boom. to the NCAA for immediate eligibility he was initially denied appealed it they they overturned it okay his quote was the main reason i came here was just to stay home with my family and get a chance to play for my home state hard to deny does that that sound a little bit familiar can luke ford like and and this is sad his Uh, his grandfather just had a heart attack right today or yesterday horrible yeah like could he appeal at this no you you can appeal once they he already appealed once. He already appealed once. They, it is, it's, it's done. It's okay. over. You can't, you can't reapply. You can't appeal. That's too bad. Yeah, it's a shame. But thank you, NCAA. Thank you, Mark Emmert, or Emmert. But uh, the Rutgers quarterback room actually is looking pretty deep now. Better. Yeah, much better. Okay, Saturday tradition uh, announces Purdue for their se- September seventh home date versus Vanderbilt will be the dedication of the Tyler Trent Student Gate. Uh, this this gate at at the the stadium Ross State Stadium, he camped out there for a game one time. Did you know that? I did, I he camped out there for a yeah. Michigan game in 2017, and he met Jeff Brom at this gate camping out for the that first is time. So cool. Yeah. So that that's now so cool. the Tyler Trent Gate. And obviously, you know, to reset it, Tyler Trent um, unfortunately passed away. Was a heart and soul of the football team last year. I believe wholeheartedly he was a big part of the reason Purdue beat Ohio yeah, State. We talked about that yeah. last year. I remember. Um, me and him had de- DM'd each other yep. uh, before the season to get right. in, inform, you know, behind the scenes information of Purdue. Obviously, with the kid you saw on TV, it was the kid he was. You know, overall affected the, mm-hmm. the football program, and they interviewed a lot of the Purdue players during the Big Ten Network tour, and they asked specifically about Tyler Trent. Okay, and both every player that uh, they they had uh, interviewed uh, Rondale Moore and uh, and quarterback, and then um, they both talked about you know big deal that this was, and how, so how, how much they, it affected them last correct. year. Correct. And what yeah. an influence so he was. That's awesome. Great job by Purdue. Yeah. They had to think of something, and this will go on forever, and I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Okay, so Quentin Cephas, you remember that name from last year, right? He got into a little trouble with the law, was accused of sexual assault, and was kicked off of the Badgers football team and kicked out of the university. He was recently acquitted of sexual assault, <laughs> and now he's filing to get back into the university and University of Wisconsin is quote still investigating okay. his his uh, his situation, and no decision has been made yet. So it's not official, but his lawyer said the university told them that they didn't want to allow him in. And but but so it's I didn't open. read that, but that's what that's what I read on multiple okay. reports. If you're Quentin Cephas, do you want to go Quintes back there? Cephas. Quintes. Yep. Do yeah. you want to go back there? From his point of view. Um, he probably has best friends that are yeah. still on the team. Uh, he 
to his point of view, is not guilty. I didn't do right. anything wrong. Well, no, I, I, yeah, but, sure, I get okay. that, but I'd be pretty Fresh start type pissed off. What you're saying, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm. So we'll still let that play. Situation. It's not done yet. We still we'll get yeah, that play but out. boy, I can't imagine he's going to be on the team this year. I mean, we're getting pretty close to the yeah. season start. Hasn't here, practiced so, with right. him for a year. I don't see that happen. Okay, not related to the Big Ten at all. But well, ta- formally, okay. Yes, yeah. you're right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. thank you. Tate Martell, former Ohio State University quarterback, lost a starting quarterback job at Miami, transferred Miami, immediately eligible. Of I course. mean, I just like even bring up he committed to Washington first, and there wasn't Texas A and M involved yeah, at yeah. some point. There's, there's, uh, he bounced around quite a bit yeah. and ended up at Ohio. Went State. to go play his senior year at a school in Vegas. Because yep, it was Bishop supposed Gorman. to showca- showcase his talents. Mm-hmm. Skipped around commitments, wound up at Ohio State. Uh, Justin Fields comes in. N- you know, well, originally gets beat out by uh, Dwayne Haskins. Sure. I mean, of course, back, everyone's I mean, going to get it. Right. Yeah. But, but that you could say the same thing about Justin Fields. I mean, he's gotten beat out by a higher-rated recruit in Dwayne Haskins, a higher-rated recruit in Justin Fields. Yep. Leaves Ohio State, transfers down to Miami. Well, and... A lot of people will tell you, like, I, I remember his name in recruiting. I never sat there and watched his film or anything. But I I heard from a lot of people he was way overrated. Okay. Like, he was basically a high four-star guy, like almost five-star, kind of in that territory. And, like, Bill King, for instance, WNSR in Nashville, he just kind of, oh, you know, he, he he's, he's not that good. He's never going to make it at Ohio State. He said that from day one. And he was right. So, anyway... Goes down to Miami, loses his the starting job to Jaron Williams, a freshman. Yep. True Another freshman. high rated recruit. And, yep. And he was in a, a pretty talented quarterback room. Right. So now Manny Navarro from The Athletic. This is fresh. We're recording on Friday night. Apparently he's experimenting at wide receiver right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, so good luck with that. Right. I mean, he's a good athlete. If you find the right role I, for him. Yeah, but he's not that good of an athlete. Really? I don't, I, I, I don't I mean, I th- think I saw so. him running around on a couple quarterback keepers. He's I, I fast. Guess, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. pretty fast. So I don't know if he's got the shakes for it, though. I don't know if he got the shakes. Okay. Yeah. So when we had originally heard the news that he had been beat out earlier this week, right after that, the news was that uh, uh, he – wasn't at practice. Yeah, the next day he did not and go he, to practice. And that is confirmed. He was not yeah. at practice. I assumed at that point. I thought he was transferred. He was gone. <laughs> so the nickname that I came up with. So okay. so if he, I'm going to say, this nickname doesn't stick if he stays on the team. And especially, you sure. know, if he, like, tries to battle out a quarterback or switches. Because I think at that point you're trying to battle to, to help out your team. Yeah. Stick around, whatever. But, uh, but if he transfers again or quits again okay. instead of little man Tate, how about we call him Little Gland Tate? Little Gland Tate? <laughs> okay. Does that work? I guess so. It's a little harsh. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. And that ends housekeeping. All right. That ends housekeeping. So that will get us into our two-team pod. As we said before, uh, we have the Northwestern Wildcats and the Ohio State Buckeyes. So let's go on to the Northwestern Wildcats. Over the last five years, they're at a 41 and 21 record, which averages out to eight and four. High, I would say, would be the 10 and three record in 2017. Last year, nine and five with uh, uh, winning the Big Ten West. Pat Fitzgerald is going into his 14th year. Also coming with him for that long is Mike Hankwitz. 
their defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator Mick McCall. At this point in their careers, I would think that they are probably finishing each other's sentences. Absolutely. <laughs> Starting each other's se- Yes. I mean, like, the, the continuity here is incredible, which I think is one of the reasons for their success. Of course I, it is. I was saying that all last year. Of course it is. And, you know, a lot of Northwestern diehards have really bashed, especially McCall over the years. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Yeah. Hidden in <laughs> hidden in last year's success was, was a, just how bad things were on the – I mean, the offensive numbers, how they bore out. 2018, they wound up 94th in S&P. Average 24.2 points a game. In all honesty, how many points they average per game is amazing. Oh, uh, considering incredible. their S&P, which, of course, is a compliment back to their total team football. Right. They do have a really good defense, which obviously plays into giving their ball, the, the offense, the ball in opportune situations. Okay. I mean, this is it. This is what we're talking about. This is Fitzy, <laughs> this is Fitzy football. Right. Now, don't you think, though, he didn't have a, a ton to work with? I mean... You got your running back, your starting running back, lose him early on in the yep, season, yep. not to come back, and you pull this guy who's a two-star, I believe, Isaiah Bowser. Sure. Nobody <laughs> had no other major offers, goes to Northwestern, and you make something out of the guy. Yeah. I think it was in some ways impressive what he did. No, I understand that. I mean, in any situation, you look at stats. I mean, stats – lie right and as Fitzy will like to tell us yes he's he is correct are for losers is what he says isn't it <laughs> i think something like which is ironic because he is uh basically coaching at the king of all nerd schools yes in the old true Big Ten that probably adhere to stats more than any other i don't know you think I so don't, i don't have any empirical data to point at but um the fact of the matter is all of those things that either don't have a stat or have a stat that nobody pays attention to, mm-hmm. they are masters yeah. at, at those things. What well, are those things? I don't know. You tell me what those things are. Well, the are. penalties is one penalties of them. Is Did one. you know that penalties are not factored into S&P at all? Which would make a sense because I would guess that their offense and defense would probably jump up a little bit. You'd think so. I would think so. Well, okay. How how long can this keep working? I don't know. I don't know. Because, <laughs> because stat – okay, I do like to make fun of stats and say that they are overused and overemphasized. Yeah. But there is <laughs> at some point they yeah. have to start mattering. Yeah. I mean, they were able to get them I, I you know, I hate to like bring this to an Iowa thing, but I would point at the Iowa game. And by the way, Nebraska people can point at the Nebraska <laughs> game. And Utah people can point at the Utah game. And I mean over and over yeah. with this stuff, right? Iowa had never lost a fumble by their running back all year. Mm. I know they lost two in okay. that game, and yeah. it might have been three. That's that's the crap that happens. Okay. so And I don't mean crap. I, that's disrespectful. No, that is disrespectful. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. it like that. That's the... They've earned, they earned yes, it. Yes, they right? earned it. I don't, I, it. Let me reset everything that we're trying to say right here. I'm in awe of what absolutely Pat Northwestern can pull off. Like it's, it's a tip of the hat respect, but there is still this thing that seeps back into your, your football essence where you're like, Oh, oh it's frustrating. This? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So looking a little bit more at the stats that, that lie points per game on offense, hundredth in the country, uh, total offense, 108th in the country, their defense, which, you know, I remember it being pretty damn good. 
well, points per game, 41 in the country. Right. It's good, but it's not great. Yep. Uh, in terms of yardage, 64th in the country. Has Pat Fitzgerald sold his soul to the devil? <laughs> Is that what happened here? Did he go down to the Mississippi Delta? Yeah. But you can't, like, he's not... Uh, playing the fiddle I, I don't know what it is that he got back into uh uh you know in return for his soul but i don't know yeah it's balls bouncing his way i guess football's bouncing his way yeah crazy um yeah so guys coming back obviously we've already talked about running back isaiah bowser got some wide receivers kyrick mcgowan bennett skaronic i'm not making these names up no you got two out of five of their offensive line, but they don't got a ton of offensive line coming back. Yeah, but isn't there another one that played quite a bit, I think? So it, it's not Two quite and a, a half. Gunnar Vogel, I believe, okay. played quite a bit last year. So it's right. not as green as it looks on paper. And this is, to me, one of the places where they always perform a miracle. They'll lose to Illinois State early in the season, and the line is just a total disaster. And then by the middle of the Big Ten, or Shakes middle, of, yeah, it looks pretty good. And then before you know it, it's pretty damn good. Speaking of the offensive line, they will be trying to protect, which all, you know, thought process is that it's going to be five-star. That's not right. a, that's not a misprint or misspeak. Five-star quarterback, Hunter Johnson, of course, formerly with Clemson, by the way. Uh, totally agree for him uh, transferring out. He got beat out sure. once by Kelly Bryan, and then obviously once uh, Golden sense. Child came in, it was time to go. Um, but it doesn't sound like he's totally running away with the competition. I mean, I, you're not going to get any information from Fitz. Forget That's about it. that. I, but it seems do, like other people reporting on it are kind of saying that, too. They're all under the Fitzy spell. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm, I'm being serious they're, with this, dude. They're in cahoots. Yeah, well, it's not so much in cahoots. They just... It's marching orders, you know? Yeah. And and he and Fitzy deserves it, too, you know? So Hunter Johnson's going to be the starting quarterback when Northwestern rolls out versus Stanford in a couple weeks. That's all there is to it. Okay, so they got a little work to do on the offensive line. Hunter Johnson's... Hey, but just real quick, though. Like, yeah. What, Hunter Johnson was a very high Oh, I recruit. think he was, like, the second overall recruit in the country. And, like, number one pro-style I believe so, yeah. Like... Well, this is, a this big deal. is monumentous. Like yeah. I, I know that it's talked about quite a bit. I still don't know if people are making that big of a deal. What happens if this guy is Andrew Luck? What? What? <laughs> okay. That's my best. That was my best comparison. School that you weren't. You mm. don't typically. I mean, I know John Elway is at Stanford, but I mean, there was a long gap between John Elway and Andrew Luck. What happens if he's got that type of skill set like that? Because he can. Well, move. then they win the West again. Is okay. what happens if that if if he is that good. Think about that, Wisconsin fans, Iowa fans, Nebraska fans. What happens if he's that good? Okay, so let's say he gets decent protection from his offensive line. They they've got a pretty deep wide receiver core. It's not they, they don't have a big playmaker. They do not. But they've got wide receivers. They can produce here. My concern is the running back position. If Bowser gets hurt, there's not much after that. No, there's not and much. And I got to be honest with you. I know probably this is disrespectful again. Does Isaiah Bowser strike fear? Into no, your... he does. I think he's pretty good. He's solid, but he's not more inside. But that's what the receivers are. Yeah. Same and thing. if you've got Andrew Luck at quarterback, you can then do it would a lot make with a big that. difference. Yeah. Or is it he, meaning Hunter Johnson? There, there's a certain amount of uh, athletic ability um, that you he w got used to at Clemson with wide receivers. 
Yeah, he's working with a different skill set here. So does the styles fit? That's that's the that's the 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 argument back the other way. Yeah, for Hunter Johnson. Right. We don't know that. We don't know either of this. This is what makes Northwestern Northwestern intriguing. Offense. Though it's extremely intriguing. Yeah. Like we've never seen this before. No type of deal. Very interesting team here. Okay. Especially De- haven't seen it from that team in Evanston. Exactly. Yeah. Defense. Holy cow. This is a good defense. There's no. It is. It is. But again, okay, so you go gonna... back to what we were yeah. talking about. They weren't that good last year statistically, but they're great in the red zone, right? Amazing defense yeah. in the red zone. <laughs> yeah. They just kind of let you matriculate down the field, matriculate boys. Matriculate between the 20s, and then but they, they th- then they down. tighten up. In. Uh, Joe Gaziano, defensive end, Stud. simply does not get enough credit. Nope. Um, this is the, there are defenders for Iowa State, okay, that are considered the best defensive end, defensive line in the Big Twelve. Okay, I don't think they would crack the top eight well, in the Big Ten. No, my point I mean, is if you throw if not- you throw Joe Gaziano on. Texas or Baylor, he might be the first or second best defensive lineman in the entire Big 12. Yeah, it's it's a league not known for defense, but yes, I I totally agree. And this is more of a compliment towards the Big 10. Sure. I mean, we're going to talk about Well, the Big 10 probably has the best defensive ends in the whole country. I don't think it's. It's really not close, probably. Um, Next layer up, do they have the best linebackers? Yes. Big 10. Absolutely. Best, Best linebacker duo in the Big 10 right here. Patty Fisher, Blake Gallagher, and Sandup Miller. I mean, we got we got three guys that are rocking and rolling. Well, Sandup is defensive. Kind end. of a defensive yeah. end, yeah, linebacker. Um, and then next layer up, by the way, cornerback Trey Williams. Good. I mean, they've got the three level thing going on. Way better in the front seven than the than the defensive backs. Agree. And by the way, Greg, yeah, definitely better in the front seven. But Greg Newsom, he's not considered a returning starter. He played a lot last year as a true freshman. Okay. Very gifted. He's yep. probably their best cornerback. Okay. So, so it's almost like they bring the entire defensive backfield back. Which, uh, big losses from last year on the defense. Linebacker Nate Hall, very good cornerback in Montre Hardage. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're, I think we think they're fine at linebacker. Um, I am a little concerned with the D-backs as a whole. I mean, I think they got some talent Overly there. athletic. Correct. Like, but that's that's what they do. I know, I know. They're not overly athletic anywhere, really. Yeah. And back to the offense, same thing. A guy that I guess wasn't overly act, uh, athletic, but boy, did he make plays. Was wide receiver Flynn? Nagel, yeah, wide receiver Flynn Nagel. Um, when you go across Big Ten teams that lost very important uh, pass catchers, uh, more importantly, third down pass catchers to mm-hmm. move the chains. Flynn Nagel is right up there for most Clutch. important guys that were, you know, there for the quarterback last year that are gone. He is going to be sorely missed. Um, my guess is Riley Lee's just steps right into that so role. So that's who you think it would be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Bennett Skoranek definitely made big plays. He was, he was pretty year. clutch. Yeah. yeah, big. He's a big, more physical receiver. You know, almost like a small tight end, big wide receiver. Yeah, bodies up to, mm-hmm. for guys. So. So go. Let's go back to linebackers. I still am amazed that these two guys were number one and number two in the Big Ten in tackles, and they're on the same team. Yeah, that just shows me that Fitzgerald knows how to create a defense that just filters everything to these two guys, and they just clean it all up. Everything that not only does the defense 
run through the linebackers because that's what Pat Fitzgerald sees. Mm-hmm. The whole team runs through yeah. the linebackers because that's how Pat Fitzgerald sees it. Which is appropriate because that's how it was back in his day Correct. when he was playing. Another thing that I think is just kind of interesting is not only do Pat Fitzgerald and Patty Fisher look exactly alike <laughs> and have the exact same game, their names even sound yes. almost the exact True. same. Pat Fitzgerald, yep. Patty, Patty yep. I don't know. Just crazy. Like everything. Maybe he maybe he was able to clone himself. Maybe there maybe is a, that's what it is. Hey, maybe that's what if there's a Big Ten university <laughs> that's secretly cloning. It's probably Northwestern. Well, maybe that's what he got from the devil, though. Yeah. Oh, the ability to clone. Okay. Yeah. All right. Looking at the schedule. um, Interesting schedule. It is not brought up with uh, among one of the tougher schedules in the Big Ten, but I believe it should be. Yeah. I mean, look at this gauntlet here. Michigan State at Wisconsin at Nebraska by Ohio State at home, Iowa at home. Oof. And and at Indiana is not exactly no, that's not a cakewalk. Easiest thing in the world. And then Purdue right after that. So let's start out. So we'll go through our uh, uh, biggest game, scariest game, curb stomp. Um, curb stomp game. We'll do that first. What do you got? Hmm. Not in their nature. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> I got UNLV down. That's my answer. I switched they, it. They no. didn't curb stomp anyone no, last they, year. They don't. They got smooth curves. You just kind of yeah. ramp on to the yard. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good. Uh, biggest game of the year. <laughs> uh, I've got Iowa. So do I. Yeah, okay. because I I don't want to. It becomes, it's during a interesting part of their schedule. Preceding Iowa is, I mean, first of all, we let's, let's not skip over it. They start out on the road at Stanford. Yeah. Now, they, they, do I think Stanford is... You know, 2013, 14, 15 Stanford. No, no, they're not. But they're still pretty salty. Obviously, they're going to be pretty tough up front. There's always a a body clock weird thing going on when you travel all the way out. to And doing it the first week of the season. Like, Hunter Johnson, I'm going to call it. He's going to be the starter. His first actual start, meaningful reps on the road on the left coast. That's a lot of crazy things going on with that. Well, and they never play well early in the season. No. So that's a bad sign. And then UNLV after that. And then, boom, right into Big Ten play, third week of the year, Michigan State. Yeah, I almost went biggest game, Michigan State, just to get it started. Just to see how it looks like. Yeah. Right. But then, you know, so you got that gauntlet. They're not going to beat Ohio State. Sorry, Cats fans. But to me, that it could come down to that Iowa-Northwestern game for the West. And now that I look at it, uh, Michigan State uh, right into Wisconsin. Okay, not crazy to think that Northwestern could be zero and two in the Big Ten. Yeah, at that point, right? I mean, not crazy to think that Northwestern's could be two and zero in the Big Ten at that point. But let's say just for you know conversation, because this is a podcast, they do start out zero and two at Nebraska on October fifth. That does become the biggest game. Yeah, of the at year. that point, sure. Because if you're looking at zero three. In the Big Ten. Yeah, you're not coming back from that. Even Pat Fitzgerald doesn't have enough uh, <laughs> witch doctors and deals with the devil and all that stuff to come back from that. So maybe that's the biggest game. Maybe. The and then, yikes, you go right from there. I guess they do get a bye week, but then Ohio State coming into uh, uh, Evanston, and you know it's going to be 80%. By the way, there's going to be a lot of red uh, uh, in Northwestern. Well, I guess they're oh, at Northwestern, but Ohio State coming in. On the 18th. So, anyways, you know, tough tough games. 
to start that out. Their first half of the schedule, I'm not sure it could play out any tougher than that. It's you know, I mean, that's that's a gauntlet right there. That is an. Absolute it just gauntlet. doesn't really get more difficult than that. Which why is for me uh, bringing on to the scariest game of the year I have at Indiana, because after they run through the. Michigan State, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Ohio State, Iowa gauntlet, right? Yeah. That's that's now, the ga- now they're beat up, right? And then they go on the road to Indiana. To Indiana, who should be a pretty solid We team. think is going to be pretty good. Yeah, this was a tough one for me. I went UNLV because, again, that's a game they typically lose. And I know that Pat Fitzgerald has kind of rubbed it in their face that they lost to Akron last year and that they lost to Duke last year. He says, look, if you want to take it to the next level, we got to beat these teams Kay. in the non-conference. Yeah. Oof. They should beat UNLV. I mean, I guess I'm not. I know we. But those are the team. They lost to Illinois State one year. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me. a good year that year. It's hard for me to believe with this much returning solidified players that they're going to lose to UNLV and home. I don't love that as my scariest game. I just picked it. Okay. All right. Um, Over under, interesting enough, is at six. Oh, it's down to six. Yeah. Okay. I had it at six and five. I was still going to go over because yeah. you never bet on the under with Fitzy. Nope. I'm betting over too. <laughs> Always. I don't care. We just sat here and talked about their lack of talent and how scary the schedule is. But what do we do? You you just don't bet against him. He, That's correct. I mean, especially you got the devil on your side. Yeah. You know, yeah. can't bet against that. Drop an atomic bomb. Just drop it right in the middle of Evanston. And 25 years later, cockroaches. And Pat Fitzgerald, they're just they're just scurrying out from yep. underneath the rubble and winning games by not having any penny, penalties or turnovers. That's what's gonna. That, how did you beat happen. that atomic bomb? No penalties, man. No penalties. No penalties. That's how we did it. Next up, we have the Ohio State Buckeyes. I don't think I can call them that anymore <laughs> after that trademark BS. You know, who am I to get in between Ohio State and Michigan's beef? But. When Michigan made fun of him on Twitter, that was the, of the high level up. trolling right there by the University of Michigan account. It wasn't even the football account. That was the university account. Did you know that? It's good. That's amazing. I, I Bravo. Think was, I think it was so deadly silent, silent that it actually kind of shut down Ohio State fans for a little bit. Yeah, they were kind of that powerful. It was that just subtle and, and just simple, well, simple message, appropriate. Yeah. Um. All right. So, anyways, the but, Ohio State Buckeyes last five years, pretty good record here. I don't know if you knew this. They're not bad. <laughs> Sixty-two and seven. Mercy. It it averages out to a twelve and one year. It's actually a little bit better than twelve and one. That is unbelievable. Because we um, played twelve games. <laughs> what, what just happened? They're high. Fourteen one. Obviously, national championship in two thousand fourteen. Last year, a nice a nice year. Thirteen and not one. Too Big shabby. Ten champions won the Rose Bowl. Coach Ryan Day. The quaff. <laughs> he does have amazing hair. He is in his first can he, year. Can he just loan me some of it? He, just he a little loan. bit. But yet, he what he gives in hair, his chin, it's it's not a powerful chin. Okay, he's got a weak chin. That's, okay. that's just, I mean, I'm really critiquing here. but yeah, Reaching. Um, he, had, he, quote, or he coached a quarter of the year last year. Yes, he did. Three games. So he's... Yeah. After this year, he'll be a one-in-one-quarter uh, experience. Yeah. Defensive coordinators Jeff Halfley and Greg Madison, gigantic hire. And his quote-unquote offensive coordinator 
is Kevin Wilson, who I was mm-hmm. kind of surprised. I mean, stuck around. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, like I thought kind of he would be one of the guys that would take off. Yeah. Um, one of, you know, some traditions throughout the year, you know, um, in how, you know, end of middle October, you put your Halloween uh, decorations up. Once it's okay. uh, past Thanksgiving, you you start getting the Christmas decorations out, okay. you know, Easter, in, you know, in the spring. One of my other favorite uh, annual traditions is the Big Ten Network crew <laughs> being okay. in Columbus. Okay. And just being amazed at how much talent is on the field. Like, it like, is, they, it is like, like it's the first time they've seen it. <laughs> Every time. Every time. They're well, like, they, they like break it down. You know, they do the introduction of the whole crew. And then Dave Resin is just like, guys. There's a lot of talent here in Columbus. Well, I don't know if you remember the the episode we did after spring ball, all the spring games. Yeah. It was just you can I mean, you can use the eye test preseason, right? That's fair. Using the eye test, they were just clearly the most talented team that I watched by far. And it's obviously what the crew is seeing themselves. Right. Now And this is me just watching on TV and comparing to teams that are not playing at that moment. Right. And you can still tell. And I think something that you would pull out of this is that ultimately they're talking about depth. Depth is what they're talking about because I mean, it, 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 I know it's a, a tired, tried and true thing, but you really only can play 11 guys at a time on one side of the ball. And I, 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 maybe I'm trying to uh, be overly optimistic, but I still believe that you can be pretty close to a team like Ohio State, when you bring in things like development for the top 11. Yeah, sure. But nobody's coming close to Ohio State in for talent. the top 33 on no. the offense and top 33 on no. the defense. It's, they, I mean, they, what you could essentially field two future NFL teams with the people you have on campus at one moment. So I would use this as a lead-in to their wide receivers. They lost last year. Yeah. The wider I, – I, I – we write down the loss of talent. This is what I have written down mm-hmm. for their talent that went to the wider to the NFL. A shitload of talented wide receivers <laughs> yes. went to the NFL. Uh, it was crazy. I mean, remember the times they were running at the. They were the fastest ones. Yeah. Terry McLaurin is absolutely ripping apart the Redskins right and now. Fastest in the forty, fastest in the shuttle. You name it. And then you move on to this year: Austin Mack, Chris Olave, KJ Hill. Benjamin Victor, I'm not done yet. Yeah. Garrett Wilson yeah. might be the best wide receiver out of all of them. Right. Right now, Chris Olave, he has got a name in the clubhouse simply because he absolutely ripped up Michigan sure. at the end of the year. I'm not even sure if he's a starter, let alone on the two deep right and now. Victor, it started clicking for him for him last year, didn't it? Right. At the end of the year. Man. Um, and oh, by the way. They're loading up more wide receivers coming oh, yeah. up in their recruiting. Now, I don't know what they're going to do when these guys are going, oh, yeah, they'll be fine. Um, and then running back, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Mike Weber leaves. Which is a big loss. It's a pretty big that, loss. The, the one-two punch with uh, uh, Weber and J.K. Dobbins didn't get used enough last year. Probably not. Yeah. Simply because another loss, Dwayne Haskins was just chucking the ball all around the field. But, yeah, they've got some talent at running back. So they got they got uh, um, J.K. Dobbins, and then right behind him, definitely on the all name team, Master Teague, yep. and then yet another running back, uh, Run DMC, Demario McCall. Yeah, 
they're going to be fine at running back. And I hear Justin Fields is pretty talented. So Justin Fields. So my question is, he's a dual threat guy. He's a true dual threat. He's got a great arm. Don't get me wrong. Right. But we know that Ryan Day wants a pro-style attack. This is... So can he fit into the Ryan Day system? So Big Kurt and I, being Iowa and Illinois guys... We have a mini chip on our shoulder against the blue, 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 blue bloods. But I got to say, this might be the most intriguing team in the entire Big Ten. Wow, that's a big statement right there. And it, 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 there's, it, we'll get into it. It doesn't just end at Justin Fields. Okay. So, by the way, and by the way, I I haven't said this yet. We got insiders, mine for Ohio State, old Bill Sherman. Great oh, follow yeah, on that, Twitter. He's, he's a good one, yeah. Yes. I like uh, him. Great follow. Old Bill Sherman really loved 2018, partly because Dwayne Haskins was the quarterback, but mostly because JT Barrett wasn't. Was not? Okay. <laughs> he's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, Justin Fields. Um, my only thing to go off of is what I saw in the spring game. Okay? Yep. I'm going to be honest with you. I saw an immense amount of talent. Yeah, he did game. not have a good spring game, but you can see the talent. And have you ever watched his high school film? It's incredible. It's eye-popping yes. what he can do. And he didn't get that ranking. Like, don't get me wrong. Five-star recruits and stuff like Like, there are busts among five-star sure. recruits. Oh, yeah. Uh, high four-star recruits, bust, all that type of stuff. With that being said, if you look at the numbers of guys that are ranked five-star recruits that make it in the NFL, mm-hmm. it's off the charts yeah. for percentages. We're of talking course. like close to like 80% of them make it to I the mean, NFL. I mean, it validates the recruiting services. Correct. So one would think that what they were seeing with Justin Fields wasn't just pulled out of a box. I saw an arm. Yeah. He's, okay. got, a, he's got a hand cannon. So you take away his legs, he would be a pretty damn good, like in terms of just total skill, pocket quarterback, right? But Pro then style when quarterback. he pulled it down, he yeah. got seven yards upfield faster than... Which is why I think Ryan Day is going to find a way. He'll, he'll, he'll find a way to use him, right? Do you, do, you, do you break it down as simple as this? During lesser competition, you don't run the ball. No, not once. During, yes. Don't During run the ball. During tougher competition... You start running the ball. That's it. I think that's what you do. Like, if it's a close game and you need him, you, get him, you make him it. start running the ball. Because yeah. behind him is Gunnar Hoke. Now, Gunnar Hoke is... A or is he? Okay. Because they're saying it's a quarterback competition. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. Everybody knows Justin Fields is going to be. Just yeah. like Northwestern with Hunter Johnson, we all know who the quarterback yeah. is going right. to be starting uh, week one. Um, Gunnar Hoke could not win the job in Kentucky. Now, Gunnar yeah. Hoke is Couldn't a beat little bit Wilson. better athlete than like people give him credit for, but you're going back to more of a stationary, you know, chucking the ball down the field. Yeah. So um, you're kind of calling a different game for from your backup quarterback to your starter quarterback. I don't think there's any sure. doubt about that. This is where I would start to play devil's advocate. We talked about all of these wide receivers, right? Yep. The way to get the wide receivers into the game and showing their talents is to get the ball to them. The one thing I have not seen out of Justin Fields is can he deliver an accurate ball? Well, so that's what I was going to say is just because you've got a great arm can make all the throws – can you put it all together in a game? I mean, because there's a mental aspect to playing the game. So too. is there a little bit of Feast of Famine going on here? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But the Feast would be, you just chuck it up. I mean, really, you're okay, getting Okay, then down... the Famine would be, well, let's just run him. Let's just okay. Just use My him as a true dual threat. My Famine would be, 
he wants to be meeting Ryan Day, wants this to be more of a precision passing game deal. Definitely. And he doesn't have the trigger man to pull it off. And it and it stalls the offense. We as fans tend to I think you could just open it back up by using his legs. Okay. And then chuck the ball down the field. Yeah. Something like that. I mean the the safe way to play it is he you can sit him in the pocket and just pick the defense apart with his arm. That's a safe way because he's not getting I don't hurt. think I disagree. That's not safe. Well I'm not talking about what, to me for him not getting hurt. Okay. Okay. Good point. That's that's My, the ideal situation, right? But that is not ideal for Justin Fields' skill set from how I understand Well, but it. then you break it out against Michigan State and against Michigan when you really need it. Okay. Cause, but when you're steamrolling Illinois on October 12th or what? It, what or, right. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to the schedule here in a little bit. But there is – and by the way, I mean, speaking of the schedule because it fits in, it could not set up better for them. And I, you got to give Ohio State credit. They have played a ton of tough teams – out of conference to start the year out. Typically oh, sure. they don't dodge anyone this year. You know, they, it's not on the schedule. It couldn't have worked out better for them. Yeah. To, but that, that was to be the case. And that correct? was because someone backed out of a game, right? Okay. They had somebody else scheduled. So that, but that's neither here nor there. Now, another thing, another, you know, wrench to throw in it or, or just something. So I'm, I'm, I'm I like where you're going here. The offensive Keep line the, has got, that's why you need an easy schedule early on. They have got questions all over. Well, I mean, line. in terms of experience. Okay. Yeah. Can I? Can go, I? Read yeah, that? you go for it. So, they they interviewed uh, J.K. Dobbins, who, by the way, my God, that guy is guns. Like, yeah. What a very uh, special looking specimen. But they asked about the offensive line, and he kind of giggled, and it was kind of like, oh, really? Things are going good. Okay. And he was talking about. Thayer, so that's their return. Their one lone lone returner, Thayer Munford. Then he talked about Wyatt Davis and uh, Josh Alabi, and I think he talked about uh, Josh Myers too. Okay, so basically he talked about the starting offensive line that apparently was working in camp, and then we also got Jonah Jackson, who is not considered a starter, but he started for what two years at Rutgers right. and transferred in a fifth year to Ohio State. Then you start looking at the the offensive linemen. They have literally, like in some cases, zero zero game experience. Right. But then you you look up their their little bio, right? Oh, yeah. Right tackle Nicholas Pettitfree, the number one rated offensive tackle in the 2018 recruiting yep. class. Wyatt Davis, former five star recruit from the Los Angeles area, did play in the Rose Bowl. Josh Myers Former high four-star prospect, groomed to be our state center of the future. Yeah. Long story short, there seems to be some talent. So I think line. they'll be fine, but that's I think they could get tripped up early. Correct. Because if there is any position in all of football, whether it's high school, college, to the NFL, where rankings and stuff don't mean crap, it's the offensive line. Yes. You need to develop as a specific mm-hmm. prospect – and you need right. to develop as a unit. There is no way the Ohio State offensive line that they're rolling out week one is a finished product. And there's good a for, ton of stuff I mean, got to work through. Good for them. They play Michigan last game of the year. They'll be, they'll be pretty seasoned by then, right? So moving on to the defense, this was shit last year. Well, this was bad. Okay, shit. Um, points per game, 50th in the country. Okay. For, by by for their State standards, standards, yes. yes okay. Shit. By Ohio State standards. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just have the games that I have burned in my memory is right at out of the gate with Oregon State. Just yeah, it didn't look great, them. right? Yep. 
Nebraska moved the ball pretty easily. Minnesota, Minnesota moved the ball pretty yep, easily. Absolutely. Maryland, and, and and that blew my mind because that was a Maryland team that Iowa and Michigan State just, oh, just absolutely shut out. Totally shut down. They could not move the ball. And then Anthony McFarlane ran all over him like it was like a shell defense that, you know, there was no front seven practicing. Remember we had the, the Hoosier line for, for Maryland last year? Indiana Hoosiers were about the defense like – Yes, it, it, they right. looked normal, like a normal team. That's Anything right. better than Indiana, they yep. looked like totally incompetent. Correct. Anything worse the than Hoosier Indiana, line. they ran all over them. So they kind of ran all over them. They yeah. weren't even at the Hoosier line. Yeah. So so what do you do? How do you fix that? Well, You simplify you, it, yes. which is what they're doing. There you go. Two things. Because, I mean, you've got so much freaking talent. Why would you ever make it too complicated? Just out-athlete everyone. You want to know why? Because Please. your former defensive coordinator is an egomaniac. Okay. Don't you think? Thank- Greg Schiano. Yes. Well, thankfully, he's former now. Correct. And Ryan, give Ryan Day credit. And yeah. I mean, needed to move I on. Knew- that wasn't working out. No, it was not. And do you want to talk about, like, <laughs> this is, like, jilted lover stuff. You go and get the defensive coordinator from Michigan? Yes. Isn't that crazy? That's not just, like. Cheating on your husband. That's cheating on your husband with, your, with his brother. Well, and you get the linebacker <laughs> coach too, right? Dude, that is like, and that's, what a a, coup. that's a 30 for 30. Hold right on. There, and, and a coup by Ryan Day. Correct. To do that. That's- so in comes Greg Madison, who I've got the utmost respect for. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I would love to know the friction between Greg Madison and. Don oh, Brown. there's got to be something there, right? There's something there. Yeah. Right? There's a like, reason he left. Greg Madison. Very confident in his abilities as a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. Now, that's not to to shortchange Jeff Halfley. He's he's definitely going to be a part of the defensive game plan as well. Something tells me that Greg Madison, it, it's going to have more of a feel with it. And the feel with Greg okay. Madison is that it is simplified down. It is putting helmet yep. on helmet and letting athletes do their thing. So let's list out some of their athletes that get to do their thing. Hey, geez, let's start out with Chase Young who might go down as the – and I'm going to pause before I say this. Mm-hmm. The most talented pass rusher that's gone through Ohio State in forever? In forever? Yes. Wow. I tell you what, I, I looked deeper into it. I give uh, our cohort Chappie a little bit of credit. Okay. Me and him had a conversation, and he said, look deeper into Chase Young. I'm telling you, this guy's – Incredible. Well, he's start, incredible. I'm I'm not gonna question that. If he gets uh consistency worked into his athletic ability, okay, and he's saying all the right things, which is he says he wants to go down as the best defensive end pass rusher in Ohio State history. By the way, I don't even know if you count Nick Bosa as a uh uh re- returning starter that needs to be replaced. I mean he well, yeah, not, he's not a returning right? starter, no. Could he wind up being a high, at the same level, the Ohio Possibly, State yeah, sure. has had the number one defender drafted mm-hmm. from the Big Ten four years in a row. Oh Lord, what are the chances that it, it's five years? Oh, well, I think it. Pre- okay, I do see him being that yeah. guy. Yes. Okay. So I think it could. Okay, if you look down their defense, you see a lot of a lot of bold print, right? Meaning returning starters. Correct. And then you look at at uh, who's. Who the backups are? You see some bold over there too, Correct. right? I mean, right now, I mean, Tough Borland is well, even necessarily so. A I think starter. that's addition by subtraction because he was pretty much a liability last year, and the fact that someone passed him up is a good a thing. thing. But then also Isaiah Pryor, who started a lot last year, yep. he's not in the starting lineup. Yep. Um, 
you've got Jeffrey Okuda, who played a ton last they year. They don't list not him as a starter, which but is he a was show. really a starter. I mean, they right? literally have. You they, could you could say they have ten returning starters. Yeah, pretty much. Defense. Yeah, but so, they only list eight because. Uber talented guys are getting beat out right. by more uber talented guys. Right. Okay. I, and, and maybe Malik Harrison is the most talented guy on the defense. Well, yes. That's, I'm glad you brought that up because he might be <laughs> at, at at linebacker. Now, okay, bear with me here. Remember our Rutgers conversation about how? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, okay. hold on. About how I think the Rutgers offense is going to be better than their defense this year. What if it flip flops? What if they have? That's like the, one of the top That's, three defenses in the country this year, and they're only like 50th in offense. It's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because of Ryan Day. Yeah. I, you cannot tell me that the He's going to find a way. No. The, you can't tell me that the reason that Ohio State's defense took a step back last year was not because of Ryan Day in his offense. Come on, Just, man. Okay. Let's look at That's fair. All, Oregon. Chip. What was always That's the issue sure. with Oregon that yeah. they were they two minute drives or one minute drives? Boom! Right, put your defense yeah. right on back their on heels the field. Way, yep. too, way too often. That's a good point. So now, actually, now I'm going to contradict myself to a little bit, and then I guess turn around and agree with you. But if their offense is fit around Justin Fields, this mm-hmm. is why they're intriguing. This is like another. It's not a layer of an onion. It's a layer of a. I don't know something fruity and juicy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuji Apple, favorite Apple, by the way. No, come on, Honey Crisp. Honey Crisp's overrated. I come on, that's for real. You can't pick the Fuji you, over the 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 Honey Crisp not, from the University of Minnesota, right? I know here. that is crazy. Yeah. I, I do, but Fuji's better. I so, won't eat another Apple. I only eat Honey Crisp. Really? Yes, I refuse. No Fuji. I refuse. I give you a Fuji right now and give you take one bite. You will definitely take a second bite. No, nope. put it down. All right. Um. If they if they run the ball more, mm-hmm. because I don't think there's any question that J.K. Dobbins was underutilized yeah, last year. Sure, um, and they got talent at running back. If Justin Fields is not the guy okay. that can sit there and deal it, I mean Haskins was throwing the ball well, se- all the time, seventy three times in the, against Purdue, game. right? I mean, he he had to have averaged in the forties for how many attempts he had. Oh yeah, probably by by if you take like the top eight games. Of the year, they're not mm-hmm. going to do that this year with Justin Fields. So, would one assume that because they are going to switch up the offense a little bit, that that's a reason why the defense takes a step up? Sure. Yeah. I mean, if you are going to run the ball more, that's going to help your defense. I think right? when you look over time, there is going to, this year for Ohio State will be an anomaly. And what I mean by that is this is Ryan Day's basic first year as being yep. the the head coach, offensive coordinator, in control, whatever. The quarterback that he has is the, essentially the best he could get in free agency. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, he's going to have guys in place that he's recruited yeah. to. It will wind up looking like what 2018 did. with Eventually, absolutely it will. Over time, Ohio State's defense is going to take a step back. Just in general, just from year to year. But this year will be the anomaly. Okay. That's how, that's what I think. I think you might be right there. Okay. All right. Move on to the schedule. Not that interesting of a schedule, to be hmm. honest with you. I mean, okay, start out with Central Florida Atlantic. Okay, curve stomp. I got Cincinnati. Oof, boy. Okay, I know Cincinnati's good, right? Luke Fickle, former Ohio State. He's got a point to, to prove, blah, blah, blah. That's why it's the curb stomp game. If you curb stomp Cincinnati – 
everybody's going to look at Ohio State and be like, that was supposed to be a close game. They won 48 to 17. Okay, I'm going to go a little different direction here. Okay. I, I couldn't pick a biggest game. So I'm going to say Nebraska's a big one because it's early. Wait, are we on curb stomp here? Hold on. Okay. I just get, get right, right. I'm getting to it. Okay. At biggest games, Nebraska's a big one at Mission, of course, Michigan State. Those are three huge games. Scariest game, Cincinnati. Curb stomp everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's one way to look at it. Okay. So eight curb stomps. <laughs> Couldn't choose one. Um there definitely is a curb stomp ability yes. on each person on their schedule. I think so. Um, okay. Well, okay. Let me let me bring that back. Because one thing I wanted to say is people are looking at the Nebraska game, and for some reason they think that, like, Ohio State is going to view it as a – it's like a – it's like a, a letdown – not a letdown game. That's not the right – but like, like a trap kind trap of thing. Game. Yeah. That's not a – that's not a trap. It's not game. a trap. The the reason I picked that one out is because it's still early. I think they to to me this team is going to go as far as their offensive line if it can gel, but it's early in the season. We don't know what they're going to look like. At Florida that Atlantic, Cincinnati at Indiana. Now that will be a tough game at Indiana. I don't think it will be. It will be for two quarters. Okay. Okay. Then they get past that. They get Miami of Ohio another tune up point i'm trying to make is that uh nebraska game, they'll be ready for the nebraska correct. game yeah and if nebraska rolls in four and oh they're really going to be ready for nebraska at that yeah point. that's not a but it's not a trap game that's not a look at i'm not game. saying it's trap but and then i understand they play michigan state next now with that being said that's my scariest game michigan state because then you could get a little bit of a letdown from the uh uh what's uh nebraska game mm-hmm I do think you have a little bit of tougher game than you think with Indiana. I know there's a Miami before that. That listen, nobody's played consistently played Ohio State better than Michigan State. Yes. They are going well, yeah. to drag them into that D'Antonio. That's boot. one of the games of the year, right there. Correct, and they're gonna they're they're gonna fight the hell out of it. It's them. on the short list of, of biggest games. In I the think Big it 10s. is. I think it is. So yeah. that's scariest game, and then biggest game of the year. I mean, it's oh. gonna be the biggest yeah. game ever. Michigan. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that, to me, gets us right in, into the over-under, which is set at 10. Which is exactly where it needs to be. Okay. I'm, I am taking the easy route. I have not done this for any other team that I know. I'm taking the push here. I can't see them going. I will bet on the push. How about that? Okay. So that means if it's over or if it's under, I'm off. But I'm, I'm betting 10. They're just too talented to be 9-3, and three, aren't they? It but is, I but I don't trust them enough. It is so hard to picture a nine and three Ohio State. Yeah, team. I I can't do it anymore. Those yeah, days you are long gone. Me. If I have to go one way or the other, I'm going over. Yeah, but this feels like a push. I think so too. Okay. All right. So that pretty much wraps up Ohio State. The two uh, the two division champs, champs last the two year. Champs. All right. Way to go. Good job, guys. Let's see what you got in 2019. Um, that will bring the this podcast to an end, right? I am Jeff Degree. I'm Big Hurt. All right. Thanks for listening.